This is the Cataholos podcast, Food for the Journey, Season 2, Episode 2. Setting you up for success, Part 2, Passion. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cataholos podcast. How is your day going so far? Is it good? Is it not so good? Well, hopefully we can help you with that, whatever's happening for you. So this is the second part of our five-parter in helping you to set up for success in whatever you want that to be, in your relationships, in your fitness, in your career, in your goals, however you want success to be and to be for you in your life, the five aspects we've been talking about, the second one is passion. So in the first episode, make sure you check it out if you haven't listened to it, we looked at purpose and what your purpose could be, living with meaning and purpose and the value that it can bring to you. So make sure to check that out. And linked to that, absolutely essential, is passion. So before we got get started, I would like to give a massive uh, thank you to our sponsor from Season 2, so the Masterclass Sessions. So if you don't already know, I was asked to do a Masterclass Session on Motivation, and it's brilliant. It is an organisation that seeks to bring the best of... Uh, the world's best talent and give you access to their material and their content uh, online at the moment and also face-to-face in the future. Uh, And they've got an event coming up in February and it's with Cheryl Chapman and it's on how to present. Now, if you know anything about me, you'll know that presenting, I say, is so important. I always say, if you can't say it in a way that people understand, you know, that's your fault. You need to be able to present in a way that people can understand. And if you find that really difficult, a lot of people do too. Um, And Cheryl can help you with that. So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can book your ticket and and check it out. I'd highly recommend it. I'm going to be there. Um, So yeah, check it out. So passion. Wow. There is so much I could say about this. And this is something that I take very personally because people say to me, they say, you're so passionate, you know, you're so passionate about what you do. And, And it really comes across. And I always say, well, thank you very much. Now, the good news is, with passion, you just have to be you. You don't have to fake anything, you have to learn anything, you just have to be authentically you. But the problem is, it, it's kind of misunderstood. You know, if you speak to five people today and ask them what's passion, you'll get five different answers. So I thought, well, I think the most helpful thing is to start with a working framework for how do you know if you feel passionate about something, if it's a passion of yours, a real deep passion, or if it's just something you like. So I'm going to give you a bit of a framework to help you to kind of negotiate through that. I'll give you some examples from my life because I've got some hilarious examples to share of things that I've been passionate about. Then I want to get into a case study of an example of a man who, in my opinion, was an incredibly passionate man. And it was Archbishop Desmond Tutu, so incredible man. So we're going to look at him. Then I've got a resource I'd suggest you check out, a fantastic book, one of my favourite books I've ever read. And then we're going to finish by thinking about what, what does that all mean to you? You know, how can you kind of put that all together? So firstly, passion. What actually is it? Is it something you just feel strongly about? Is it something that, you, you know, you feel, oh, yeah, this is really important. Is it does it last? You know, what's actually going on? The first thing I suggest is it's something you're deeply interested in. You're deeply interested in it. Just it won't let you go. You know, it bugs you. There's something about it and you're just drawn to it consistently. It's not something you like for a day or a week. You're deeply interested in it. So think about that. What are you deeply interested in? The second aspect I'd say for passion is it's fun. (laughs) It's fun. You have a lot of enjoyment, whether it's a person or a cause or a situation or a hobby, whatever it is, when you're engaged in that aspect, whatever that is, you're having fun. It feels like, yeah, this is right. This is right for me. You know, you're interested in it and you're having fun. The third one is that passions are important to you, not anybody else to you there's something about it that to you resonates deeply inside and you think this is important to me this is really really important to me i care about this you know so it's something you're interested in have fun with but you care about it as well 
The fourth thing is, you've always seemingly, no matter how tired you are or busy, you've got time and you've got energy for your passions. You make time, you find a way, you know. When you engage in your passions, they give you more energy. You feel alive, your eyes light up, you know. They don't, they might tire you out, but they somehow feed you in a deeper way. So as well as something that you're interested in, have fun and you care about, you've always got time for it, you've always got energy for it, and it leaves you feeling more vibrant and alive, you know. Next one is, it can create opportunities for you to create something, you can improve something, you can change something. So when people have a passion, they just keep working at something, they keep on at something, and what that often results in is something that benefits somebody else. You know, so for example, it could be an artist creating a piece of work, it could be a computer programmer working on a piece of coding that creates a new piece of software. But if you engage in your passions over long enough, something amazing I don't even know what it is, but it's, it's often the case. Something amazing can come from that. So the idea is that you can create and change and improve something that could help you or somebody else. And the final thing is your passions need nourishing. If you don't nourish them, if you don't engage them and spend time with them, feed them, they can burn out, you know, and you can feel, oh, you know, I used to like this thing, but why don't I do that anymore? And what happened to that? And I used to feel passionate about this, but now I don't anymore. Well, I think a lot of people don't understand. It took me a while to figure out as well that you have to nourish them, you have to engage with them, you have to feed them. It's not just like a fire you can expect to burn all the time, you have to put stuff on the fire, you know? So that's a bit of a framework if you were trying to define what's a passion in your life. You know, it's something you're interested in, it's fun, it's important to you, you've always got time and energy for it, it lights you up. It's something that you can hopefully create value for other people as well as yourself. It's something you gotta nourish as well, you gotta keep on with it, you know? So I wanna give you some examples from my life, some passions that I engage with now, because notice I'm saying passions, not just singular, not just one. You can have many things. There's usually a bit of an underlying narrative or a theme that links them all, but generally you have as many as you want. So these are some that I still, a big part of my life, and then some that I've kind of let go because they didn't fit the kind of framework anymore. And, and that's fine as well. If there's something you think, I used to be really passionate about that and don't really care anymore, that's fine as well. So my first one is learning. <laughs> no surprises there. Helping people to learn, me to learn, lifelong learning. I'll always do that. I'm always interested in it. I always find it fun. It's very important to me. I've always got time. I always make time to learn something. <laughs> it's where I create my business from, you know, the idea of helping people to learn. So it's definitely helping somebody else. Um, and I do nourish it. You know, I read books. I go on training courses. I'm learning Spanish. I'm, I do these things to nourish my passion of learning. Second one of mine is music. Oh, for 25 years, it's been a passion of me and my family. Now it started when I learned the saxophone, when I was, how old was that, like eight or nine? It was just so much fun. And I just enjoyed it. And I didn't particularly think anything of it. And that led to me learning guitar. I ended up teaching guitar. I joined a band, a family band, actually. And we've played at birthdays, funerals, weddings, chariot gigs. So you can see all the six elements of passion are there in music. And not just as a musical performer, but a lover of music. One of my favorite bands, Rush. Check them out, they're an incredible band. And their fans are so passionate because they see the passion that they had for their music and, and it's shared. And I remember going to gigs in, all over the country and conventions because so passionate about that band, you know. So music, great passion of mine. Third one is people. I'll always be passionate about people. I'll always care about people. And that's a very interesting one, that, because the danger with that is, as I'm sure you know, you can spend too much time with people, you can have what's called compassion fatigue, you might be suffering from that, you know, you care too much. So you have to kind of look after yourself with that one because there's, 
there's a lot of us in the world, isn't there? <laughs> but people's definitely a passion of mine. I'll always be interested and wanting to engage with people. So another couple that I've kind of let go, really, that were massive passions of mine for quite a few years. But then, like I said, according to this kind of framework and, and what was real for me, I let them go. So I used to do jiu-jitsu. I used to do martial arts. And that was a big passion of mine for about 11, 12 years. I started university and I worked through the grades. And I absolutely loved it. I loved how difficult it was. <laughs> there was something in it that was really fun because it was so challenging. It was physically demanding made some great friends. It was wonderful. There was a sense of definite sense of learning. So you can see the kind of two passions together. And it was incredible. And I really enjoyed it. It was a massive part of my life. But then I chose to let it go for a few reasons. And, and one of them was it wasn't fun anymore. You know, I was, wasn't able to train as much as I wanted and various different things. And I realized that and I was like, that's okay. You know, it's okay to let it go. I massively enjoyed it for a time in my life. And I don't feel the need to do it anymore. And that's great. So I want you to think about that as well with passions. They don't have to be lifelong. It's not a job, you know. It's something that you do that you're interested in. You have fun. It's important to you and, and takes you somewhere, all right. So it's it's okay as well to kind of drop them. Another one I used to be really passionate about, playing computer games. It's a great hobby of mine. I was really into it as a child. I used to spend summers playing it. And if you've ever been into computer games, you can just lose hours. And that's brilliant. It was I was very passionate about it. I enjoyed the graphics and the sense of immersion and being different characters. and It was wonderful and actually fed my creativity a lot. And then I got to a stage where I was like, oh, I'm not really enjoying this anymore. I'd rather do something else. So I dropped that. So that's two that, you know, they were great for a period of time, not anymore. And that's absolutely fine, you know. So please understand that passions don't have to be something. It's not a job. It's not have to be something that you have to do all of the time. It really doesn't. So there's some examples from my life, hopefully, they're ringing some bells and you're thinking, yeah, there's this for me and I thought about that. But forget me for a second. I want to talk about an incredible man because he died recently at the time of making this, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He died aged 90. And if there was an example of a man who lived with passion and lived his passion more, it's not coming to my mind. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about him because you might not be familiar with him or you might be familiar with him. He was a very well-known person around the world and he just exemplifies and personifies a passionate man who lived his passion, you know? So we're talking about success, aren't we? Saying it should be purposeful and have passion, these these five Ps, and I'm pretty sure he's successful, you know, because he lived that passion. So he was a South African Anglican bishop, and he was also a trained theologian, so he, he talked about theology and, and God and the nature of reality and interesting things like that. And he was an anti-apartheid and human rights activist, and I remember... I actually remember seeing this on TV. One of the things he did, which was so passionate, it really, it shocked me, but it, it, it stuck in my head many years later. An Anglican priest, they wear a collar, a white collar around their neck as a symbol of who they are. And he took his collar off. He cut it up in protest to Zimbabwe's then president, Robert Mugabe. He said, I'm an Anglican priest. This is how I define myself with my collar. And this person has been cutting our identity to pieces and so I'm going to cut this up and I'm not putting this back on until he is gone. Now, whether you agree with his opinion or not, you cannot doubt the passion of the man who's willing to take something that is part of his very identity and put it to one side physically, invisibly, in response to something he feels so strongly about. I remember when I saw it, it, it just blew me away. It really did. So that was the kind of man that he was. He was the first black African to be bishop of both Johannesburg and also Cape Town. And he also won the Nobel Peace Prize 
1984, so it's not bad, is it? So you can see, you know, if you're living with passion, this is the kind of stuff that can happen. And his main passion is objective. I've got it here, so I'll, I'll quote it for you. It was democratic and just society without racial divisions. And he was very, very passionate about that. He was South African and he did not want racial divisions amongst different people. He wanted everybody together. And I've got some quotes that I just have to read about him because his passion just shines through in everything. So I've listened to this. First one, he says, well, perhaps oppression dehumanizes the oppressor as much as, if not more than, the oppressed. But then he goes on to say, they need each other to become truly free and to become human. So you can see the passion was to bring people together, not to define and oppress and oppressed and rise up and take power. It, no, it was about coming together to be truly free, to be truly human. He said, we need each other. That was amazing. Another one was, forgiveness helps give people the resilience to survive and, look at that phrase again, remain human in the face of all efforts to dehumanize them. So he's talking about that ability to be human. And I'd say that is something that links all passions. When you're tapped into them, they somehow make you feel more alive, more human. I don't know, I definitely felt that. It's very powerful stuff that he was tapping into. And one of my favorite ones, <laughs> despite all the ghastliness in the world, human beings are made for goodness. I love that. So you can see, you know, a man who was engaged in such serious religious and political debate and situations be quite easy to become cynical and to become, you know, jaded towards people. And he didn't. And I find that very inspiring because that was a man who lived a passion. He didn't just have it as a project or a hobby or even a job. He lived it, you know, he lived it probably to his dying day. So that's an incredible example. And I don't want you to think, oh, well, I'm, I'm not like him. We can all be ourselves, but have the spirit of, of Archbishop Desmond Tutu in different ways, you know? As long as you're engaged in what you're interested in, having fun, if it's important to you, you've got time and energy for it, you know, you're trying to improve and help yourself or somebody and, and you're nourishing it, you know, you're not going to go far wrong. So I've got a really good resource that I thought could help you with that because kind of like with purpose, if you don't know what a passion is of yours or you're not currently able to engage in them or you're a little bit lost, it's really good to, to hear and see examples of people and what theirs are. I'm a big believer in choices and options, you know. I wanted to mention a quote while it comes to mind, though, that I think is often misunderstood. I can't remember where it comes from, so please tell me if you know. And it says that if you live what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. You could rephrase that, you know, say if you tapped into your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. And I don't know if I agree with that. You know, I, I like the sentiment behind it. But if you look at someone like Desmond Tutu, I'm pretty sure he worked hard for his passion, for his love of people. Now, I understand the sentiment saying it won't feel like work, but it's just something I want you to, to remember. If, you, you know, if you're living and working your passions, they can be very difficult. I don't want you to expect them to be easy because it's not always the case. They're infused with a sense of vitality and energy and the passion there, but they can be difficult. So I just wanted to mention that. So one of my favorite ever books that I've read is called Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. The passion that comes across for me from Tim Ferriss is finding your own way, him trying to find his way and also encouraging other people to do the same. Um, and he's got an incredible book called Tribe of Mentors. So check out Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss because he interviews 554 completely different people. And the theme that runs across all of it is he interviews them, does these interview questions and their passion, their love, their success comes through every single one. They're all incredibly passionate about what they do and how they do it. 
And I just thought it might be really useful for you to hear about lots of different examples, people from all over the world, all sorts of different sectors and jobs and sport and charity, to understand their passions, to understand what lights them up, what keeps them going. Because I like, I don't know about you, but I like to see real examples of people who take these concepts and are living them because then you think, oh yeah, they're living them. I can live them too. So make sure you check out Tribal Mentors. It's full of good quotes. It's The book is just a book of passion. <laughs> you know, If you could call it something else. So check out Tribal Mentors by Tim Ferriss. So I don't know about you, but these podcasts absolutely go super quick. Um, I'd like to think that's a good thing. So what we've done today is we've looked at passion and we've come up with kind of like a framework that you can use so you can reflect, you know, and think, right, what are my passions? What am I engaging in? How can I do that? And then you heard some examples from my life, but I want you to think about your life, you know. So we looked at Desmond Tutu, incredible life, but think about you. What are your passions? How does that kind of match up with your purpose? Have you been able to kind of get some ideas and, and put them together? So until we spend some time together again, I'd like you to remember two things. The first is, you know, what's the one thing you could do from today? You could take from today and use it to bring your passion alive, you know, light that fire inside, get it going, do it today, seriously. You won't regret it at all. What's that one thing? Just take one thing and bring that passion into the world. We need passion in the world. You know, we need people like you to engage in your passion. And the second thing is that right now, just as you are, someone loves you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon.